Beep boop. Welcome to Day Players, a Dungeons and Dragons anthology podcast where we tell our story through collaboration and improv. In this series, we start with the usual D&D traditions, but go somewhere even I didn't expect. Let's get steamy with some forbidden love that will really grind your gears. This is Day Players. On my left, returning to day players, they've got two middle names, and even as a child, they had twice the pneumonia. <laughs> and coming up will be their six-year anniversary with their partner, Braxton Burks. What are you going to be playing today? I will be playing Brother Rollo, a drow or dark elf, cleric of the grave domain. Rollo is a kind but nervous drow fellow who... Uh, wears a black leather cowl adorned with raven feathers, a billowy cloak with long sleeves, and a raven mask. His story was that he was nursed back from the brink of death by a priest of the Raven Queen, and to repay the debt, he now works as the lamplighter for their temple, guiding wayward spirits to the afterlife. Spooky. That's super cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Now, when you say Dark Elf, explain that a little bit. So in Dungeons and Dragons, there's uh, a race called Drow or quote unquote dark elves who are distinguished from, you know, high elves uh, or other elven races, sub races, uh, because they live in a place called the Underdark, which is <gasps> extra spooky and so dark spooky. and <laughs> subterranean fun. caverns full of monstrous creatures and really dangerous shit. Um, drow are basically a matriarchal society, so a lot of male drow are kind of sidelined or uh, even put into slavery. Gotta find your own way. Exactly. It's possible that Rollo uh, was able to escape drow society and uh, subjugation and uh, find his way to the surface. Sitting across from me, he has five rehearsals every week. He tried it and failed to play Baldur's Gate 2 but he's really into the Banner Saga, it's Tommy Ager. Tommy, tell me what you got. Foss Hillgreen, known to the children as Mossy, is a very old forest gnome covered in lichens and little stony bits. He's a small stooped figure with uh, some scraggly facial hair and is often seen in the company of small animals, birds in particular. Uh, I am playing a druid of the forest this time around, so it's all the nature shit you can possibly think of. <laughs> I hang out with animals. I make the plants grow. I have a cool sword that we'll get into later. <laughs> Great. It's very exciting. I'm thinking long, sort of like shoulder length, silver hair, maybe tied back in a bun. That's the vibe. He's craggy. He just wants to, his occupation is gardener. Who is he gardener for? We'll find out when we start the campaign. That's right. His whole backstory is that. That's Foss. On my right, she is crafting lattes and drawn anime and MS Paint. And this will be her second time playing D&D. It's Silver Kimbro. What character are you going to play today? I'm playing Piplin Lorca, a human hailing from a berserker tribe in snowy mountains. 
They're rocking mismatched leather garb and platinum blonde hair, and she's a traveling merchant with a plan to kill a man with six fingers on a hand. You'll find her loitering pubs and doing unsavory work. Snaps for the raps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a motley band of heroes if ever there was one. Yeah, no, it's good. Real. And finally, I've picked up the trombone again. I haven't seen any of the Oscar movies this year, and my favorite band is Daft Punk. I'm Morgan Vasiliev, and I will be your DM for today. Now, in typical day player's fashion, I have generated one question that will alter the course of events of today's game based on an individual answer from each of my players. Starting with you, Braxton. Are there still heroes left in man? Yes, I, I would say there are. Tommy. Yeah. Can you fight the system within the system? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And lastly, Silver. Which of the three laws of robotics would you like to not apply today? I will read the laws. The first law. A robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. And that'll apply to all of, all of the living races. The second law. A robot must obey the orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And the third law, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. So you can erase one of them. Oh, fuck. Let's make that two. A robot does not need to obey the orders given to it by a human. The idea that I had, just to start us off, is that I wanted all of you to work in some sort of castle, manor, keep type thing for a shitty boss. What is that shitty boss's name? Countess what? Da Dagwood. Dagwood? Countess Dagwood. Do you have a reason why you'd be working for Countess Dagwood? I mean, mine's built in my backstory. I'm the gardener. Okay, great. Keep it the grounds. I um, tend the family graves. Okay. Oh, nice. Cool. Now, Pippi doesn't seem like a character that would be on retainer. I saw a piece of paper at the pub looking for work. And now oh. I'm here on the front steps of whatever dingy, shitty mansion this looks. Perfect. Is it dingy and shitty? Gaudy. Gaudy. Do you want it to be? I kind of like that vibe. It's kind of like there's accents painted in gold. <laughs> but like a yellow piss looking kind of gold. <laughs> yeah. And at that same, it's like chipping off too because oh, yeah. of all the layers. So it's like dingy, gaudy looking. Windows are kind of like super dirty. Cobwebs abound. The garden is all fucked up because Foss just hangs out there. He don't really tend nothing. He just likes okay. it out there. Okay, all right. <laughs> just never comes out. Whatever. What if, okay, here's the situation. Garden's overgrown. Brother Rolo needs to check the dates on one of the ancestors, but we can't find the grave. You two in the uh, burial ground, and shit's fucked. You need to find the grave of Count Dagwood, the Countess's grandfather. Why would I need to find that grave? Count D. An obscure branch of the family has come forth with claim to one of the one of the family estates. And like they're doing some lineage checking to see if this guy's legit. And they need to check the dates on Count Dagwood's death. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. So, uh, in order to secure Countess Dagwood's fortune 
and prevent other usurpers from getting their grubby little fingers up in her many pies, <laughs> you two need to find the exact death date of Count Dagwood. <clears throat> I don't recall ever seeing a grave for Count Dagwood. Well, that's probably because the entire graveyard's covered in moss, Mossy. <laughs> no one ever comes out here anyhow. Do you remember roughly where it is in the 20-acre burial plot? Oh, gee, well, let me see. Um, uh, 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 possibly north, uh, the, the northwestern plot. I uh, do recall um, uh, there was uh, uh, some strange uh, gargoyles uh, perched above. Ah, yes, the gargoyles. You know, perhaps there was a grave there, but I should warn you, several wasp nests have been built in those gargoyles in the interim, and it may be difficult to find our way there. But anything for the Countess. Let us go. Let us be off. Good. You're there. And uh, shit's fucked, and everything is bees. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I I gotta pull my spell list. Well, as I predicted, bees everywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for not tending to this patch more thoroughly. I thought that it would be better to preserve the natural ecosystem that emerged. I understand uh, that uh, you also uh, find the cycle of life and death very sacred. Absolutely. And then I tried to cast sacred flame on the wasp's nests. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's it do? Uh, it lights the nest on fire, and now it is a smoking ball. How do the how, what are the wasps up to? Uh, they're all falling out of the air because they can't breathe in the smoke. And then I cast spare the dying on all of the wasps. And I'm oh like, my! There, there. You'll get over it. It's important to keep our pollinators healthy. Indeed, homebrew uh, fumigation system. <laughs> well, perhaps. Oh, I didn't take that spell. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One moment. Well, maybe we can move some of this of these brambles away with a little help. And I'm going to cast Mold Earth. And I'm going to make a five-foot cube uh, of loose dirt immediately excavated. Oh, that's not making dirt moldy. It's m- <laughs> shaping the dirt. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not mold. M-U-L-L. Yeah. Uh, friend, yeah. it's already quite moldy around this plot. <laughs> they don't call me moldy, they call me mossy. Oh. I, I sort of liken... Uh, <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> I, cast, I cast Mold Earth, and I immediately excavate a five-foot square, and can I make the play that all the dirt just disappears, and there's uh, a tombstone and a body that float briefly in the air and then fall into the... <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> ah, perhaps that is the count you are looking for. Um, yeah, they, they, that looks about uh, right stature, right, um... Um, uh, he's got some wide hips, or do you recall? <laughs> Cow Dagwood he's got some always pretty has. wide hips. <laughs> like his pelvis, it's like two feet wide. Whoa! <laughs> I'm really glad we're getting this all figured out. This is yeah, important. This is very important. Uh, I heard he was uh, well fed as a child. 
And uh, uh, that that also explains the the hips on uh, uh, the countess. I suppose so. The Dagwoods may be on poor times, but they've never been at a loss for offspring. Speaking of which, I suppose we should check that tombstone and see of the veracity of the usurper's claims. May he die soon. <laughs> okay, that's good enough for me. Great. So so uh, so Tommy. Yeah. Mossy is. Kind of in the Countess's. Oh yeah, for sure. Team. He's got the best job ever. No one ever goes out to the gardens. He just gets to chill in nature all the time. I see. He loves it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, he's that's all he that's all he wants to do. And uh, Brolo, what's your uh, <clears throat> what's your uh, what's your view on the Countess? I think the Countess is a little pompous, but she keeps me employed, and um, I. Uh, I aim to uh, keep her relatives or ever um, <laughs> un- undead uh, usurpers <laughs> from reaching the house uh, out of... Uh, uh, I've never actually seen any undead in her, her graveyard, um, but she's paranoid uh, about right. Good. Um, <laughs> dead family members coming to uh, I like that. I like claim that. You're, uh, you're like a mourner, which is uh, from another really cool uh, tabletop system. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Uh, good. So I'm going to take Brother Rollo. All right. And the Countess has sent you into town. She needs to hire Muscle. a ruffian from out of town to assist in one of her ventures. Excellent. Upcoming, there's a a rather exciting payment plan for those that accept. Uh, so is she looking for muscle? Um, yeah. So yeah, she she sends you into town because you're not currently doing anything. You don't have anyone that you're currently burying. Let's say at this moment, it is summer, and most of the people who work at the manor are gone because they they go back to their homes to tend to crops. Mm. And then people mostly work in the winter. Mm. That was like a thing that would actually happen a lot. So, you are one of the few servants. You're not really doing much. Why don't you go run this errand for me? Oh, uh, very well. Uh, My skin is a little bit sensitive to the the daylight, um, Countess. I I prefer to work evenings. Oh, no, no, no. We're not having a scene with the Countess yet. No, no, no. You are already down in the inn. Uh... Uh, Tommy, what's the name of what's the name of the inn? The name of the inn, the Sparrow's Nest. Sparrow's Nest. Okay. Mm-hmm. For folks flitting in and out. Oh, how cute! Dagwood sends you to the Sparrow's Nest, oh. which is the the inn down in the town of uh, Silver. What's the name of the town? Huh? Dagsford. Dagsford. Oh, so this is a uh, like a familial town. Mm. Like maybe her family was some of the first settlers or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Actually, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the Dagwoods came here and settled this land and built the manor, and there was much wealth to be had, and it's Dagwood now, many what generations was, later. What was the Dagwood family, like, fortune based off of? I don't know. Braxton's going to tell me. <laughs> right now? Um, their fortune was uh, vineyards. Yes, vineyards. Right, vineyards. <laughs> your boy Foss is taking care of those wines. Okay, oh, yeah, you're ta- you're taking care of the vineyards. That's the only part that's that's nicely cared for. Yes, and I like to right, hang out right, in the right. cellars when it's day. <laughs> oh right, that, that, so that makes sense. Sunburn. Yeah, you stay out of the light. Pippi, you are sitting at the inn. 
you see a rather timid, mostly covered up because it's daylight. Yes. Dark elf. Putting up the only flyer on like like the, the message corkboard in the inn that has been put up in like a year. The others are all brown and torn up, and this one is like actually new. I kind of saunter up to him, lay my hand on his shoulder. How tall <gasps> are you? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, pardon, pa- pardon me? How tall are you? Uh, I look up at this person. How tall are you? Wait, how tall are you? I ought to be taller than you. Oh. Uh, oh. Um, yes, you, you tower over me um, by a, a, a great two feet. Uh, uh, well, then I reckon. Um, All right, so why are you here? Uh, well, um, uh, the the Countess um, Dagwood was uh, looking for some high-end muscle to um, uh, kind of watch over the manor for uh, the summer while all of the servants are away. I'm one of the few people left. <laughs> and, well, oh, goodness. That you... must that must make you awfully special, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> you might say. Can I grab the paper off the board there, kind of like rip it off the nail. He yeah. just oh, to- put it uh, on. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. By the desk of Countess Dagwood. And then it says... Sounds pompous. For hire. Out of town, strong arm, needed for rush job. <laughs> Handsome pay. I don't know what rush job means, but I'm definitely out of town, and I like to think I've got some muscle. <laughs> Oh, yes, um, that's quite some strong arms uh, you have on you. You'd um, be a a great fit. Um, Would you perhaps um, back away uh, from me? Space. Oh, 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 my my apologies. (laughs) Uh, Short stack there. I'll take a couple steps back. Um, then, um, yes, um, well, you could just follow me back um, to the the manor if, if you'd like to, if you'd like the job. I like to see what the job is, but I sure I'll follow you. I I don't have all the details, or do I? No, I don't have all the details right now. But um, uh, I'm sure that uh, the countess has left instructions um, uh, back at her her office. Suddenly, a big burly man says, uh, "There's work to be had." You don't need this schmuck. Why don't you pick me for whatever it is the Countess needs? Oh, um, uh, well... Um, oh, no, we won't. We don't need you. I, I'll do I'll do just fine. You you can sit down. The, he, the job's been taken. He tries to take the paper out of your hand. Give me that. <laughs> oh, you can have that piece of paper. I've, I've got this little guy here. Oh! oh. <laughs> uh, so you're the one doing the hiring, huh? And Rollo's like hanging in uh, in Pippi's <laughs> grass. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, um, but I I believe that this uh, fine person has um, uh, accepted the the job already. So um, you hear the munchkin? I think there ought to be an interview process. I don't know about that one, Chief. Two words: arm wrestling. <laughs> oh, if, if we must. I, I'm not one to shy away from arm wrestling. Uh, that sounds like an open invitation. <laughs> the, the the bartender, a, a dwarf woman, she jumps on top of the bar and she says, There's 
is gonna be an arm wrestling. Woo! And then, yeah, and then everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, parts, yeah. and they, they put a table in the middle, and they put the two chairs. Now this guy, just so you know, huge thighs. <laughs> I got huge thighs. But spindly arms. Oh my god. <laughs> he was foolish right. to challenge you to this contest. All right. Do you do you Time sit down? Do you take the breaking <laughs> arms? Let's go. Okay, make a make a strength. Uh, let's strength r- roll a roll a d twenty. Uh, nine. Ooh, that's a three on the die. Minus two. That's what I had in my head. <laughs> yeah. So you really don't put a lot of effort into it, Piffy. <laughs> you're you're just kind of like, all right, this will be an art, you know, arm wrestling. Okay. And you you first you're like, I'm gonna hold it still, you know, kind of gauge how strong this this dude is, and uh, you basically just push him over slowly. Uh, uh, over. <laughs> I can't believe it. I've never lost an arm wrestle in Dude, this bar. Let, let's do best out of three, then. I. Sounds good to me. Everyone, Everyone's getting, they're getting the hype again. They're all like, yeah, do another one. That's an eight on the die. Minus two to six. Oh, yeah. 14 plus... Three. Plus three? All right. Uh... You hear go, and then you just go <laughs> right down. <laughs> it's just over. You are the right one for the job. It's back to my squats farm. <laughs> <laughs> What's a squats farm? You'll never know. He walks away. <laughs> you said squats farm? Squats farm. Wait, no. I cast zone of truth. I need to know. What's a squats farm? I resist. <laughs> what, what's the save? Oh, it's a charisma save. What's your char- Cri- charisma? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, you probably. That's a that's a three on the die. What's a squats farm, you ask? Only the greatest invention mankind has ever known. I know. I believe him. <laughs> In the throne room of the manor, uh, there is a very gaudy, worn away golden throne. It is just a wooden chair uh-huh. that is painted gold. Oh, so <laughs> same gold on the outside of the house, I assume. Yes. Oh, God. And there are many very worn tapestries of purple and the same piss gold. Uh, and they are a dagger <laughs> crossed over a, a little it's bushel wood. of grapes. Nice. Oh, a dagger and dagger and grapes. Dag wood. D and G. Dagger and grapes. Dagger and grapes. I like it. You three are standing together, fifteen feet away from this big gaudy chair, in which sits a middle-aged human woman, blonde hair. That's that piss-colored gold <laughs> yellow. That is in a pixie cut. You know what? She's she's gonna wear like a big baby blue colored like ball gown. Okay. Yeah. Cause she's okay. this is this is her walking around clothes. To to compliment the piss yellow. <laughs> yeah, this is hair. blue and yellow. Uh, oh no. Frollo uh, uh, yes, Countess. Where are the others? Uh, uh off go fetch them right away. Um uh, where are you guys? Is it wait, is it winter or summer right now? It is summer, and so that is why gone. everyone's gone. Because there's not a lot to do here. Yeah. They do everything at Yeah, home. right. Okay. Brother Rolo, everyone's already left for their summer farming. Oh, uh, 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 but the, uh, the Countess wants to see everyone. This is everyone. Oh, um, uh, very well. Um, Rolo, I wanted every last of the servants gathered here. Where is everyone? Uh, uh, this is us, um, counties. 
Just you? Oh, um... And you? Well, I, I also brought um, your muscle, and I go out to the front door, and I'm like, oh, the Countess will see you now. Um, what was it? Piplin? Peppy. Peppy. Uh, um, yes. Come on in. Well, aren't you tall? <laughs> Not taller than my sisters, but sure. Very well. I have an important matter for you three, I suppose, to tend to. Um, I'm just supposed to tend to the graves, um, Countess. Well, perhaps if more of your compatriots had stuck around this season, you wouldn't be needing to do this, but I'm afraid I have no choice. You may recall that you wouldn't offer them this traditional time-and-a-half seasonal pay. And why would I? It would be the same jobs, and yet they want more pay. Just ridiculous. My thoughts exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm thankful for the roof above my head, at least. Well, it's about time for you two to stretch your legs. Our (laughs) legs are very small, but we will do our best. That's why they could use a good stretching. (laughs) And, And what are we doing exactly? Well, you see, and she stands up. She walks over to, uh, let's say, a window. (laughs) And, yes, she puts her hand on the glass. And it slowly slides through a layer of dust. (laughs) Far east of my many acres, there's been a sound. It haunts me in the night. Perhaps you two have heard it. It is this rhythmic beating, this banging. Oh, um, that's just Mossy pounding down some wine. (laughs) (laughs) I would never pull from the family casks. I sure hope not. No, I'm afraid this is much more of the metallic sense. You know, stones, metals, things that are much harder than the sweet and succulent grapes that we harvest from my fruitful... Historical lines. <laughs> oh, oh yes. She, she kind of lost the plot there. Oh, oh, that's right. Your uh, world-renowned hips. Yes. I could, the fruit of the loom, as they call us. Have we heard the sound? Uh, why don't you two make uh, memory checks? <laughs> Oh, good thing I took uh, proficiency. It's going to be an intelligence check. Not great. Actually, no. It would be a wisdom check. Okay. Much better. Nat 20, baby. Okay. Oh, I know everything. What did what what Brolo? 14? 14. Um, <laughs> Brolo, you can't really remember anything that stood out. You know, there's like the usual sounds like from town and, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mossy, you actually do remember over the past couple nights, there has been this dint, this distant ding type sound, hmm. um, but it doesn't come from town. Town is, I'll say, due north. So like the, the manors to the south of the town yeah, and like straight east, the foot of the local mountain range that's named Braxton. What is it? Uh, the... That's it. That's what's on the map. The Sadaks. The what? The Sadaks. The Sadaks. The Sadaks. All right. Countess, I admit I have heard a pinging in the night. Of course you did. If I did, I don't know why you wouldn't, since you're further out there in the fields all day. You bless us with your wisdom. (laughs) Now, I can't allow you to... 
homebodies to really go out and do this on your own, which is why I wanted to conscript uh, this tall lass here. Hello. Just call me Pippi. Pippi it shall be. Pippi. Wonderful. Now, Pippi, these other two, I'll pay them in time. It is just merely part of their wages. But you, I'm willing to offer, let's say, a one-time fee of uh, 50 gold. It's a little low. Is this something I might be risking my life for? I can't imagine a situation when someone as powerful as you would risk their life. No, I'm afraid that this is just investigation type things. You know, sounds and whatnot. Ah. You see, when you have ears as gentle and succulent as my own. Finally, too. <laughs> you see, I, I, I listen. I'm a listener. No one listens to me, though. Well, if you listen to me, I'll tell you I want 70 gold. 70? How dare you judge the payment methods of our countess? Hush, Mossy! Mm. Do not take it personal. It's just capitalism. Mm. Mm, indeed. Perhaps you are cut from the same cloth as myself and my other families. Well, I admit your bargaining skills sway me. <laughs> I do not ask for any more. Very well. I will provide you with half now and half upon returning with knowledge of what is making this atrocious sound in the night. Sounds fair. Brollo, procure the gold. Uh, uh, very, very well, Countess. Let's say that there is a chest in this room off to the opposite wall of the windows. Mm. I rush over. You open it up. There's like some, some silvery cups and stuff. There's some, some goblets. There's some silverware. Mm. There's uh, a, a small little satchel. A very typical little brown pouch that has some coins in it. All right. I scoop it up, but um, I, I want to kind of uh, take a, a scan uh, of uh, the contents as I'm slowly picking it up, the rest of the chest. There's a medallion with a purple gem in it. I make a mental note of the amulet medallion and um, scurry over to the countess and uh, I hand her the bag. She has her hands up like I have, which is like crossed but very close to the chest. And she looks at you and looks and her eyes kind of dart back and forth a little bit. And she says, no, 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 I do not want to touch the gold. Give it to Bibby. Oh, uh, right. Uh, I forgot that you were um, paranoid of uh, disease and illness. Um, very well. Uh, such is the case with women of such high stature. Yes, of course, Countess. And I hand the pouch to Pippi with a sort of, like, knowing look. I take the pouch. Oh, no, no, no. We would like to keep the pouch. Um... Uh, Surely it's a, a patent, um, my lady, to just hand them the small pouch. I'm afraid that the pouch was not part of the deal. I did not say it was. Uh, well, another... 35 it's, gold. It is not a problem. I take the pouch and dump the contents into mine own pouch. Great. And hand it back, just wanting to get this interaction over with. Put it away, Rollo! Oh, uh, yes, and I just slipped the pouch, um, into my cloak. It is gone now. Morgan? Yes. How much gold was in the pouch? 35. <laughs> okay. It's not like, oh, there's 500 gold. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought it was gonna be like, 
three. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, actually, actually dumps it out. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, this is business. It's business. More shrewd bargaining maneuvers, Countess. This is why the family fortune is in such steady hands. Indeed, it will be in steady hands for many generations to come, hopefully. Brother Rollo, your job is to report back to me. You'll be the leader of this group. Mossy, yeah. going out into the woods, that's your specialty. You know how your people are. <laughs> oh, I don't okay. really like that language, but it's true. And Pippi, I'm afraid your only job is to make sure that these two do not die horrible deaths due to their own incompetence. I'll do my best, but make no promises. Very well. We are in good hands. Brother Rollo looks into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's where that scene is. <laughs> you three begin your journey to the far east. You know, like Have through fun. the many acres that the that are under the Dagwood Dag Dagford. Wait. Dagwood. Dagford is the name the of the town. town. Dagwood is the, the lady and the, mm-hmm. the family. The many acres of Dagwood. Eventually, you go beyond what she, what at least uh, Mossy, you know, would count as her jurisdiction, let's say, since you're the groundskeeper. I've basically. never been this far from the Shire, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> yes. Let's say that it is starting to get dark. Once the sun gently starts to lower behind the Sedax Mountains, you start to hear the the, di- the ding. That frequently? Yeah. It's that's, far off. That's awfully fucking annoying. That's going to be difficult to sleep through. Uh, should we go um, look at it and see uh, where the source of the sound is? That's um, at least what I'm paid to do. We still don't know how far away it is, and the sun is setting in the east like it always does. <laughs> so you, um, Pippi, or uh, are you um, uh, good at um, tracking things? You look like so sort of an, an outlander folk. Actually, I took the outlander back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I could follow my ears, yes. And you, that doesn't really sound like anything organic, at least uh, animal-like or plant-like. What about mineral? (laughs) (laughs) No, I cannot say it sounds like any beast or plant I've known in my days. If you would like, either of you, Pippi or Mossy, you could do survival. Yeah, I've got a survival, actually. survival? Yeah. If you want to do a survival, maybe you can uh, learn a little bit about your surroundings. Oh, let's learn. I'm Ten total. Nine total? You uh, you don't notice anything nearby that assists you in figuring out anything about the sound, but you definitely cannot avoid this Fucking very sound. consistent, very resonant. <sighs> Let us just keep traveling to the sound. I'm sure it will present itself to us. Yeah. You, uh, you start to get closer and closer towards the mountains, and it is now nighttime. Oh, my aching feet. Mine so, as well. Pippi, you wouldn't mind um, maybe carrying us for a, a, a short time? 
absolutely would. <gasps> but you're so large and strong. Look at how small we are. I'm 363 years old. Maybe yes, you ought right. to pay me then. I'm being paid to make sure that you guys don't die, of which I have not promised. If my feet fall off, my chances of survival are very low. Well, I'm m more concerned about Mossy here. Yeah, totally. I'm old as shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm thinking about something else. But, uh, before we continue this nighttime travel in these unknown woods, perhaps we should see what the conditions will be like. And I will use Druidcraft, and I will check the weather. Oh, part that's very interesting. Yeah, part of, I'll just read from Druidcraft, a very cool little cantrip. Uh, you can do a bunch of things with it, but one of them is you create a tiny, harmless sensory effect that predicts the weather, what the weather will be at your location for the next 24 hours. And this is going to look like a little patch of moss grows at my feet and depicts... What the weather will be pictorially, like? Pictorially, what the weather will be like. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you actually do see a terribly out-of-season rain. Because I rolled the die, I and it was rain? very bad. Friends, we may not know how close the ringing is, but the rain is closer. We may want to think about finding a shelter for the evening. I suppose if we're looking for a shelter, I could carry you guys, or at least attempt to. Hot dog. <laughs> Okay, why don't, uh, Pippi, why don't you make survival check? This is for, for the shelter. 17. 17? In the rolling hills that are below the Sedax Mountains, just a little far off from the base of the Sedax Mountains, you discover a little cave. Well, this seems perfect. What an excellent find, Pippi. I ought to be useful for something, shouldn't I? Rollo is looking straight at the mouth of the cave uh, with terror in his eyes. Ah, uh, yes. I, uh, don't, I don't want to go back. Yeah. Are you scared, little boy? I'm not a little boy. I'm 30 years old. <laughs> but you're still little. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> she got you there. Indeed, but my old home was in the Underdark, and, well, I'm... I'm terribly frightened of uh, dark cavernous We're above places. sea level, aren't we? Far above. There's nothing to worry about. It's like walking into a house, just made of mud and shit. Comforting. Don't worry, Brother Rolo. Maybe I can check things out and make sure all is well. I will make some high squeaking noises, and I'd like to call any rats that might be in the cave. Because I, as a forest gnome, have speak with small beasts. Not a spell, just a thing I can do. Why don't you make animal handling? Great, I got proficiency in that. Ba -ba -da. Three on the die, plus six is nine. Nine total? Yeah. Okay, and you... Doesn't have to be uh, rat, just any small critters. Okay, any small critters? There's a mole. Oh, amazing. Oh. A mole pops its head out from a, a, a really small, tiny hole that's to the side of the cave. A mole hole, if you will. A mole hole. Whoa. Excellent. Do moles have dark vision or just blind sense? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Dear mole friend, we would just like to make sure that this cave is safe for our habitation. And I'm going to touch the mole on its little forehead, and a little bloom of lichen will, will pop up, and I'm casting beast sense. Ooh. I sense everything through the beast senses. It lasts for an hour. Okay. While I do that, a thin film of lichen grows over the entirety of uh, Foss because oh. he is blind and deafened to everything outside of this mole. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. The mole 
uh, scoots around back into its hole in a, in a series of, of, of tight tunnels and things, goes deeper and deeper, gets pretty far into the mouth of the cave before there's like a bunch of rocks, basically, preventing further yeah. going into the cave. Through the mole's senses, uh, you don't really see anything, but you once again hear the bing from deep bing. in. Yes. But it is louder. Okay. The, faucet, the way the spell works is I'm still in my body. I just can't see or hear anything in my own mm-hmm. body. So Damn. I will say with my no mouth. <laughs> Friends, this the cave appears to be relatively safe, but this little mole hears that dinging sound deeper within. We are headed towards the source. Also, one of you is going to have to lead me in because I'm just going to keep hanging out with this mole, if that's cool. Oh, um, uh, well, I'm very accustomed to handling bones. I should mention that I can't hear anything, so I'm just going to trust that you're doing as I ask. (laughs) Come over here, you bag of bones. Oh, (laughs) I can still feel things, though, so thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're just blinded and... Let me just double check. Blinded Blinded to death. death. Let's see. Yeah. You're blinded and deafened to your own surroundings. I got everything else, though. Okay, fine. I grasp his stature and, and nod towards Pippi. Also, what does what does uh, Mossy's, like, frame feel like? Oh, it's it's covered in lichen. It's definitely slightly damp. Oh. Mm. Mm. He's also already covered in, like, little stony bits that have just sort of coagulated on him over the centuries. So it's not an enjoyable experience. Like, well, It doesn't smell bad. Yes, certainly. One with the earth, my friend. I feel judgment in your touch. <laughs> you, you three are able to steadily work deeper into the cave, and uh, eventually you get to part that I talked about. That is, rocks have fallen. Dunna. Oh, <laughs> it's not completely blocked, but let's say it's a little too small for Pippi to fit through. Oh fuck! But you can see that the cave does go a lot deeper. I can't. And yeah. now all of you can hear the the ding. I don't want to go in the hole, but I don't think we have any other choice. Where's the mole in relation to this hole? (laughs) He's uh, sitting off to the side right next to it. Oh, perfect. Just Uh, chilling. Foss sees the mole and says, oh, perfect. Picks it up through the mole eyes, puts on his shoulder. Oh, Oh, I'm back, everyone. We seem to have some problems with this uh, this rock situation. Oh, uh, thank goodness you're back. Um, would you mind s- uh, squeezing through that gap? Sit tight, Pippi. We'll clear out an opening for you in no time. I'm chilling. <laughs> Straight chilling for sure. Is it dark in here? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to cast Dancing Lights so Pippi can see. Um, so... Dancing There's lights. already a sound effect for it, Morgan. That's the sound that I made. <laughs> it's going to be that now. <laughs> Should I describe what dancing lights is? Or yeah, no? yeah. Okay. I don't actually know. You can do. You can give me a shorthand. Yeah, sure. Uh, dancing lights, you basically conjure for torch-sized lights or one very large size light to illuminate very dark spaces within 60 feet. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, I'd, I'd forgotten that um, uh, surface folk don't really see as well as we do down here. Let's see what's on the other side. Shimmy on through. <laughs> yes. Uh, you shimmy on through. And uh, why don't you do an investigation? I'm not good at that. See if you can analyze this this rock. Mm. This rock barrier. That's a seven, gang. A seven? 
it looks like the best you can do is uh, just try and push some of these rocks out of the way. I'll go ahead and do that. I'll push some rocks. Okay, go ahead. With strength? Yeah. You <laughs> fail. <laughs> well, it was a seven on the die, so... You fail even more, then. Oh, God. Uh, I, I'll roll a points at the hole. Um, maybe your mole could go through the hole, or uh, you could, I think... Maybe you fit. Wait, didn't I? I'm already on the other side, aren't oh, I? Oh, you are? Yeah, no, you're on the other side. It's oh, but you're trying to You're trying to figure out a way to uh, make a big enough opening mm, to get Pippi further in. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, is it stone all the way? Like stone and the stone floor? Or is it like earth? Oh, it's like earth underneath. I'm going to cast mold earth underneath all of this and excav- immediately excavate a five by five cube. Oh, God. And I tell them first that I'm doing this. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Dang it. Fine. You tell them first as well. Uh, Brother Rolo, Pippi, I'm going to try some light ditch dicking. You may wish to step back briefly. You said before in one of our warm up scenes oh, no. that it just kind of removes the dirt. Like it's just gone. I get, well, okay, according to the spell, it has to, it goes into somewhere with the 30 feet that I can see. Okay, so you basically just, like, pull it, pull the dirt out. You just, like, yeah, <laughs> a little path of, a little path of moss you like, opens up. You, like, dog dig. When your spell pops off, mm. the dirt is thrust towards you, out of the way of the boulders. It's a little bit more effective than you thought it might be. Great. The the wall of I don't know let's say like beach ball and up size oh, stones it's big uh, are basically let loose. The first boulder drops five feet, breaks through a rock layer below. What? And then all of the boulders kind of funnel through oh, and fall shit. down. And now everything's completely opened up. There's just a very deep five foot by five foot hole in the ground. Wow. Whoa. Uh, that's not deep at all. Five foot by five foot by unknown. Oh. Right? Oh. Yeah. It's, it's a black hole. You basically pulled the plug on something. On this cave and all these boulders. No, you definitely hear the hit bottom. Is the pinging coming from down there or deeper in the cave? Can I roll for that? Sure. Well, yeah. Why don't you reassess your surroundings? Make a perception check. Oh, okay. So that's going to be what? A five? Yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah. You hear the, 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 the nice steady ding, and, you know, it's kind of, like, echoing around here in the cave, so it's just kind of all around you. So what's in front of us now? In front of you is more of the cave, but it is going... A l- it's it started a little bit more of an incline down. Okay. A decline, perhaps? Or decline. Perhaps. <laughs> a decline. Well, the path seems clear. You descend further into the dark caves, guided by... What uh, what color is the dancing light? Uh, you can make it whatever color you want. So now the dancing lights are a kind of uh, a snowy, like foggy white. Okay, you're you're guided by this 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 pale, misty fog light. You reach a mine. There are some worn down minecart tracks and some mine carts. There is not anything in the carts, and there are no pickaxes. You expect pickaxes to be lying around. Yeah. Like in a video game, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. But no, there are no pickaxes. Brolo, why don't you make a perception? Since you're the you're the, ca- the cave experience person. Yes. I also have dark vision up to 120 feet. Oh, so very nice. I, oh, that's right. Yeah. Hope that helps a little. Uh, 10? 10? No, wait. 12. 12? It is actually rather easy with your dark vision mm. to see that 
there are these little indents in the floor of this mine. Uh, they are just little rectangles mm. in like almost like a tread. They're kind of all over the place, mm. but they're always in straight lines. There are a few that go off in like each direction. There's mm. many openings. Now that you now you've come here into like the, the central mine shaft here, mm-hmm. uh, there's many little pathways and stuff where a few of these little tread marks go, but there are many many of the tread mark tracks that are leading further east underground. They're these strange markings. They almost look like tracks, but they're kind of square looking. This doesn't really look like any. Um, does it look like any sort of creature? I might have. Uh, why don't you do nature? All right. I don't or I guess know now that you point animals out. with square tracks. Uh, give me the natures. Oh, oh. shit. All right. Uh, 21. I ain't gonna roll. That's fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> you spend a lot of time in the dark and in the caves, or well, you, in your past. Yes, path, my You, you kind of know what's up. Uh, the only thing you could think of that leaves any sort of square, like, print are, like, gelatinous cubes, but this isn't gelatinous cube. Mm-hmm. They leave one... <laughs> line, line yeah. of carved out whatever. Whatever uh, thing uh, made these marks, they have a very uh, square central of gravity. <laughs> they have a very um, perfectly spaced gate about it. Maybe uh, we should follow them. Towards the the direction of the sun, of course. East. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, the they setting were following sun. the setting sun. <laughs> In a cave. In a cave. (laughs) Well, you know, there are many plants and animals with an intrinsic knowledge of the cardinal directions. You follow this wave of square tracks until... (gasps) Look up. You see, it is the open night sky. You are now in a clearing that has opened up from the cave system in the mountains. So we've exited the caves, and we're in, we say clearing, like, in the woods. No. You're in the mountains. Everything here is very craggy, stone, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. This is kind of more of a plateau, very flat. Out here, you see pickaxes. Aha. Uh-huh. They're all gathered together in one long, perfect line, like on the side of the cave, and they're all resting on their heads. This creature is well organized. What if what was making the tracks was all the pickaxes? You know, the animated or something. Does it match the imprint? I go over and see if... It, it, uh, it does not match the imprint. Oh, you're right. The, um... <laughs> each, each of the little squares, I'm imagining was... No, no, he's just being dumb. <laughs> fine. I'm still gonna, I'm still yeah, gonna say this anyway. Yeah. Each of the little squares uh, that you're following was about the size of, like, maybe, I don't know, like a tissue box? Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever that is. Whatever the stats on a tissue box are. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Small creature. Yeah. Well, we've solved yeah. the case of the missing pickaxes. And yet. And yet. You hear the little ding off in the distance again. Might I try to roll again and see where it's coming from? Yes. Why not? Oh, there it is. 16. 16? You know that the... Source of the sound is coming from right over there. Oh, shit. The the ding is louder than it has ever been before, you all. It is echoing against the back and forth against the walls of the mountains. You follow deeper into the mountain, the source of the sound, 
turn a corner, and before you is a simple village of cubic structures, large stone walls and large stone flat roof. Let's say there are about 20 or 30 buildings. They're all these very Flintstone-esque houses and they're all perfectly lined up in rows. So there are 10 in a row and they're all facing east and then there's another 10 behind them that are all in a row and they're also facing east and then there's another 10 behind there and they're all facing east. Is it like a perfect grid? Yes, it's like a perfect grid. And the direction that all the houses are facing, there is one single cube-like house that is also in line with the grid. Facing east? No, facing west! I thought so. And if you listen closely, the dinging is coming from inside the house. Oh my god! (laughs) It was true all along! The one standalone house. Yeah. Yes. And you, you can see now that the... The dinging echoes from inside this house, through the mountains, through the caves, and it's like a, it's like a, it's amplified. It's amplified. It's amplified by bouncing through this, this long line of rock. It is the dark of night. There's a a brilliant starry sky with, with green and and brown swirls of the cosmos above you. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Shooting stars all over the damn place and, (laughs) and this, this pounding rhythmic ding is 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 just it's it's never been closer. I say we don't waste our time and just go in. Yes, let's do it. You approach the sing the single standalone rocky house and there is a dim light coming from inside of it. You continually hear the the metal ding. Do you think uh, someone's in there? We can maybe I ask don't want to bother knocking on the door. Can can I push it down? There are no doors. Excuse me? There are no doors. Can I break the wall? Oh, no, no, no. There's a doorway. Oh. There's no door, though. Okay. Let's go on in. Oh, we just walk in? Yeah, if oh. you want. Let's Great. Walk in. All right. Hide, uh, you know, uh, a little bit behind <laughs> Pippi's legs. There's a single torch burning in the left corner of the room. And in the middle of the room, there is just a stone slab. And on that stone slab is a metal box that is one foot mm-hmm. cube. It has a glass oval on the bottom and on top there is a bell and a little hammer and I think I know what we're doing. The hammer it's on like a uh, gear and it just winds up little by little and then it goes ding and then the arm pulls back again That's the source of that incessant dinging. What's behind the glass? Is there maybe a meter of some kind? (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Is it empty or full? You tell me. Shit, and there's a meter and it's empty. It's empty? Yeah. Okay. The hammer pulls back and just as it's about to hit the next ding, it just stops. Good work, everyone. <laughs> We've solved the Duchess's problem. Oh, good. Let's get out of here. Back home. Thanks again. for listening, everybody. <laughs> what a great thing. No, I, I. Can I break it? I don't want it to go back on again. That's a good idea. As you approach this dinging box, 
a large figure appears in the doorway. What steps forward is a towering, metallic humanoid with square feet and clamps for hands and a big box head with, with, with dials for eyes. <laughs> oh man, what's his stand name? Come on. <laughs> that, that is, is the stand. stand. <laughs> this is the stand. It's, uh, it's like one of those wind up. Yeah. Those wind up 50s robot toys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fucking Danger Will Robinson. That doesn't look anything like that. Well, it's the same vibe. Anyway. I, I stumble backward. What the fuck is that? By all the gods in heaven and nature. Excuse me. It speaks. And he starts walking forward towards the box, oh. like towards you all. Excuse me. At least it's polite. Watch, watch him. I, I guess. Do, 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 do you get out of his way? Yeah, I mean, it, it said it, it's polite. Okay, he walks over to the table and then turns to the left and takes a couple steps, turns to the right, walks a little forward, turns to the right, now it's behind the table, walks forward, turns, <laughs> and then takes one of its clamps and it goes forward, down, clamp, and then you hear it go Sending those buffoons out of the house was a much better use of my money. I can finally have some alone time in the mansion. Now if only they can stop that ringing. Oh, Next time on Day Players. I hate to tell you this, your village elder is really fucking annoying. Oh yeah, let's name um, every single one. Well, let's name a few. Please, consume. I yes. robot genocide? My own personal interpretation of Oh it. no. Oh no, they're alive. <laughs> they're so alive. Coming up will be the six-year celebration with their boyfriend of their relationship. I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what it says in the gnome zone. <laughs> the gnome zone. 106.3, the gnome zone. Double the music, half the length. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the shit that gets cut. Oh. I don't know if that's how acoustics work. Fuck you. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it's working. Oof. What if it's magical acoustics? <laughs> this is uh, magical acoustics. Music is already. I detect magic. magic. Oh, yep. That's oh, magical there it is. acoustics. Actually, <laughs> in my world, uh, there's no brass instruments. They're all stone instruments. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because my bad. Stone is a lot more resonant. T stone. <laughs>